One Week Season. One Week Season fam, La Familia, welcome back from the last weekend of July. It is Monday, July 31st. We are headed into August. This is our Monday News and Market Updates podcast. I am Mike Johnson, your host, mjohnson86, as I am known in the DFS and Best Ball streets. Of course, these podcasts are a part of our Best Ball Plus 2023 subscription and product. And once again, we have our weekly uh, training sessions, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, led by myself and Hilo. On Fridays, uh, we have our live stream, um, diving into different uh, best ball topics and talking about the state of the industry and where things are at uh, as the NFL season approaches. This past Friday, uh, I was on with Hilo. It was nice jamming out with him. Highly encourage you to check that out if you get a chance. That is available on Twitter or YouTube. Uh, Again, those Tuesday through Thursday training sessions, as we call them, are focused on the game theory of best ball and how to attack the various contests, handle different uh, changes in the industry, in, uh, you know, approaches to these different contests that we're playing in. Of course, as the uh, best ball world continues to grow and we see uh, different approaches taking shape and the field adjusting to things we always want to stay one step ahead Uh, so we are there for you with that on Tuesdays Wednesdays and Thursdays we also uh, will have a slew of content coming out uh, with our best ball plus uh, product with written extra written works uh, coming up we are going to be updating our team previews in the next couple of weeks so if you are not already a Best Ball Plus subscriber. Highly encourage you to check that out. Uh, get you ready for your best ball drafts uh, during the month of August and prepare you for your fantasy leagues and DFS uh, seasons when the NFL season kicks off on September 7th. So with that, for today's uh, Monday News and Market Updates podcast, we are basically going to rip through uh, the entire NFL. We're going to quickly check in with each of the 32 teams, uh, some of the main takeaways uh, and news coming out of the camps as everybody is up and running now. So we will get right into it. So we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Of course, the Cardinals have a new coaching staff. Kyler Murray is returning from ACL surgery, uh, torn ACL in the 2022 season. Um, So the biggest notes there are uh, Kyler is... Um, the report is he's progressing. Uh, he, he seems optimistic about things. Um, but there still is no exact return date for Kyler Murray. Obviously his availability has a lot to do, uh, with the outlook for the entire team. Uh, speaking of the rest of the team, uh, James Connor was spoken very highly of this week by his coaches, uh, talking about how he's, uh, the type of back that they can give the ball to a lot and, and can run him up the middle. Um, you know, honestly, my biggest takeaway from that is 
it's a little concerning. Uh, the Cardinals are projected uh, to be one of the worst teams in the NFL on paper. Obviously, if Kyler is healthy for week one, that would change things a bit. Um, but this is one of those things where, in theory, uh, you may want to run the ball 25 times a game with James Conner, but uh, is that feasible? Is that something that can actually happen? Um, you know, with the way things set up and the likelihood of them trailing a lot. So, uh, you know, something to keep an eye on, but um, I am very skepti- skeptical uh, that Connor uh, will see that kind of workload consistently, especially as the season wears on. And if he does, um, you know, high likelihood uh, that he's going to run into some injuries there. Uh, the last thing, last parting shots, uh, Michael Wilson, uh, the rookie wide receiver, day two pick in the NFL draft, uh, has turned some heads in camp. Of course, he his physical size, uh, much bigger than the rest of the uh, top Cardinals receivers, Marquise Brown, Greg Dortch, and Rondale Moore, all being you know five nine or shorter. So, with that uh, situation there, um, certainly something to keep an eye on. And uh, he has a unique skill set. If the, when the Cardinals are uh, competitive and if they do fall off, obviously a rookie player uh, getting extra opportunities as the season wears on uh, is very feasible. Finally, at the tight end position, uh, Zach Ertz is still not on the field, began camp with on the uh, pup list, physically unable to perform. Um, Ertz is not someone I'm particularly high on. Uh, the one, I guess, positive you could take from Ertz's situation is he has never been uh, a super fast or athletic player by NFL standards. That is not uh, has not ever been his um, forte or what made him effective. So, um, you know, while the ACL should usually uh, can slow p- players down, if you're not very fast to begin with, um, it doesn't really change your game that much. Moving on to the Atlanta Falcons, um, you know, the big thing out of Atlanta camp, uh, number one, Kyle Pitts. Uh, you know, we've had some uh, videos come out of him running. You know, you have the Twitter doc- doctors weighing in. Uh, some are not uh, super pleased with his progress, of course, towards MCL towards the end of last year. Um, so he is uh, starting to fall a bit in drafts, certainly has a uh, elite skill set physically. It's just a matter of if he can ever put that together. Um Bijan Robinson, the eighth overall pick in the NFL draft, uh, you know, made a couple wow catches, um, kind of took everybody's attention on Twitter for a couple of days. Um, you know, obviously this is this is the thing with him is he is he's been hyped as a generational talent. Nothing that we uh, are seeing should be that surprising. Um, and Robinson is certainly uh, obviously landing in Atlanta a place that has uh, been one of the top rushing offenses last season. Uh, Very good fit. And if he can expand those pass game chops, you know, it's, it wouldn't be surprising if he's a top three overall pick in the 2024 season. So get him uh, while you can finally with Atlanta, um, you know, Drake London, he is continuing to show signs of improvement uh, he was a very young player, had an effective rookie season. And if the Pitts situation, uh, if Pitts is still slow recovering, London is the one most likely to benefit. 
Uh, he had a string of consecutive, I, I forget how many, it was like five or six consecutive games with double-digit targets when Kyle Pitts was out at the end of last season. So uh, London is someone that I'm keeping an eye on. And obviously, if you have guys like London and Bijan, young superstar potential players uh, you know, on an offense, that makes their quarterback also uh, somewhat attractive with Desmond Ritter being drafted um, towards the end of drafts. You know, if Robinson and London are anything close to what uh, they're capable of being, uh, Ritter is going to get uh, brought up with that tide, so to speak. Moving on to the Baltimore Ravens, um, out of Baltimore camp, continue to hear the drumbeat we've heard all offseason. Todd Monken, the new offensive coordinator, uh, pulling out all the stops. They are playing at a faster tempo. Uh, they are spreading the field more. Uh, a couple things player-specific to talk about. Uh, Zay Flowers, the rookie wide receiver, uh, is really impressing in camp. Uh, he's someone I'm really high on. Uh, the highest of all three of the main Baltimore wide receivers. Um, in the backfield, J.K. Dobbins continues to not participate. However, I am expecting him back by the start of the season. Uh, just think that there's some contract disputes and relatively minor injury stuff uh, he's working through, but uh, should be the lead back on what I expect to be one of the top offenses in the league. Uh, wheels up for them. And then finally, at the tight end position, um, Mark Andrews, obviously a stud. Uh, but reports this week that Isaiah Likely, the second-year tight end, a uh, very talented athletic specimen, uh, is being used pretty extensively, uh, something I've been expecting um, and hoping for. Uh, Likely is my highest-owned player in best ball currently, um, and a lot of positive things coming out about him, so I was excited to hear about that. Next, we've got the Buffalo Bills. Uh Buffalo has been relatively quiet compared to a lot of these other teams uh, throughout the first week. Uh, no drama, no uh, holdouts, nothing like that. Um, a team that, you know, it's easy for people to forget about despite how successful they've been recently. Um, you know, the biggest things uh, I could say is uh, James Cook uh, certainly looks the part as somebody who... Um, can expand that offense. Him, uh, him and rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid, uh, their skill sets uh, should be utilized to expand what the Bills passing game looks like. And there's been a lot of positive reports coming out of camp on both of them. Finally, at the wide receiver spot, uh, Khalil Shakir appears to be in firm control of the number three wide receiver spot uh, with Trent Sherfield and Deontay Hardy um, kind of fighting it out for scraps behind him. Obviously, Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis are the top two options at the position, but Shakir, available at the uh, very end of best ball drafts, uh, certainly has upside. Uh, had a spike week or two last season as well. Moving on to Carolina, the Panthers. Um, nothing particularly uh, exciting coming out of Carolina this week in the first week. Uh, other than people continue to be impressed with Bryce Young and the way he has, uh, you know, his his intelligence, his way he is learning the playbook, working through progressions, 
Um, you know, there's been highlights. There's highlights of everybody, it seems, on Twitter these days. Uh, but he's had some nice plays hooking up with Adam Thielen, Jonathan Mingo, DJ Chark, all uh, mid to late round wide receiver options. Um, so, yeah, certainly uh, some positive signs there. Also some uh, positive coach speak uh, from the coaching staff about free agent running back signing Miles Sanders. Um, so, you know, step in the right direction there for the backfield uh, with Sanders potentially being a three down workhorse. Next, moving to the Chicago Bears, uh, you know, Justin Fields and DJ Moore seem to be clicking. They have some chemistry. Um, obviously, there there's no pads on yet. So uh, a long, long ways to go. And the Bears uh, likely are going to have a uh, suspect, uh, we'll say it nicely, defense this year. So with that in mind, you know, we have to take things with a grain of salt, but uh, things definitely looking good for Chicago. Uh, the one thing of note, uh, actually two, uh, Cole Komet signed a four-year, $50 million contract extension, uh, cementing himself as the Bears tight end one uh, for the foreseeable future. And then in the backfield, it sounds like Khalil Herbert is the top dog with Deontay Foreman also receiving first team reps. Of course, this is the first week of training camp, so too early to write Rashawn Johnson off the rookie um, who was selected in the fourth round of the draft this year. Um, you know, you it's very common for rookies to start low on the depth chart and have to work their way up. So, uh, you know, nothing surprising really there. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. There was some drama in Cincinnati this week as Joe Burrow pulled up lame, uh, escaping the pocket. He, uh, was running away from the defense in a drill uh, and with nobody really around him uh, just pulled up and clearly was in pain had to be carted off uh, it was all over twitter uh, when it happened that he got carted off but turned out it was a calf strain uh, this could be a few week injury um, but burrow i would expect back by the start of the season um, his specific skill set and how he plays uh it makes this a little bit less concerning of an injury than if he was a quarterback who relied more on his legs, like a Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts type of player. Um, obviously, Burrow's uh, escapability, mobility in the pocket is important, uh, but that should be adequate by the time the season comes around. Uh, the Bengals are looking like a team that could be uh, one of the pass-happiest teams in the league, uh, just the way things are shaping up. And uh, certainly Burrow's health uh, will be very interesting to watch, but I would expect him uh, to be back in shape uh, and ready to go for week one. In Cleveland, uh, the Browns' first week of training camp, uh, things seem to be going well there. Also, uh, Deshaun Watson, in his preparing for his first full season in Cleveland, uh, it sounds like he is... Uh, a little more comfortable in the offense. Um, the weapons around him, obviously much better this year. Uh, they have added uh, Elijah Moore for, through a trade. Uh, Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones round out uh, their starting wide receiver core. Nick Chubb appears ready to uh, handle the full workload 
Um, although there are a lot of positive things coming out about second-year running back Jerome Ford, and it does sound like he is going to carve out uh, a role in the pass game uh, to what extent it remains to be seen. Um, but Elijah Moore has also uh, begun to look more like the player that uh, we saw flashes of his rookie season in New York. Obviously, last year with uh, the Zach Wilson uh, train wreck that happened for the Jets um, and Moore's uh, vocal displeasure with the organization and with Wilson, uh, things got pretty ugly there for him. Uh, but he's a very talented player, and his skill set um, kind of meshes well with the rest of the Browns wide receivers. So uh, exciting to see him uh, making plays and and flashing all over the field, uh, knowing what he's capable of, and seeing it take place. As we move along now to the Dallas Cowboys, uh, usually one of the louder teams in the preseason and training camp, um, and just due to the public's interest in them, uh, you always hear a lot, but uh, not a ton going on so far. Uh, it sounds like Jake Ferguson, it is, uh, the tight end one job is Ferguson's to lose uh, from reports out of camp. Uh, the passing game is shaping up exactly as we expected uh, with C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Brandon Cooks uh, rounding out the three wide receiver set. Tony Pollard is, has reported to camp. He is on the franchise tag, uh, set up for a huge year, uh, giving me some Austin Eckler uh, once Melvin Gordon left type vibes as a, a guy who could really just take off and, and have a monster season this year. Um, you know, the biggest thing that stands out is the Cowboys running back two slots, slot, excuse me. Um, Cowboys have been rumored uh, around just because of Jerry Jones uh, reputation. The Cowboys have been rumored as a destination for several of the high profile running backs on the market. Uh, but, you know, it's getting kind of late in the game. Uh, you know, they could have made a move by now. They don't seem overly, uh, you know, like they are pushing for it or it's something that they feel they need to do. So uh, with that in mind, Malik Davis and Deuce Vaughn, uh, a couple of names to keep in mind late in your best ball drafts. Uh, the Denver Broncos, uh, nothing particularly exciting coming out of camp so far. Sean Payton's first camp as the Broncos head coach. Uh, Javante Williams is off the pup list. He is practicing, uh, which is a, a very positive sign. Um, a limited capacity uh, to this point, but we'll see how that goes. I would expect him to be ready for week one. Uh, you know, Sean Payton made some headlines uh, with some comments about the Broncos' previous coaching staff, uh, but really that doesn't matter for our our purposes, so we're not going to get into that. Uh, looking at number uh, at the Detroit Lions uh, as our next team, the Lions. Uh, the biggest thing that stands out is Jameer Gibbs um, is really impressing in camp, uh, and we continue to see more and more uh, from the behind the scenes of uh, the Lions' decision to select him. Um, you know, and clearly they have a plan, and clearly he is a player they love. Uh, you know, just all around and someone that they coveted uh, to have on their team. I think Gibbs, there's a good chance he is going in the first or early second rounds of fantasy drafts uh, heading into the 2024 season. 
uh, someone I want to be ahead on. Uh, also, just some rave reviews for Jamison Williams uh, from his teammates saying uh, how how explosive he looks. And back to the player we saw dominating in the college game. So uh, with that in mind, he is a player. Obviously, he has a six-game suspension, but uh, with high weekly upside uh, and out, outside of Amon Ross St. Brown, who doesn't really have a skill set that clashes with Williams. It rather complements it, uh, complements Williams' skill set. Um, you know, it is uh, a spot that, you know, Williams is one of my favorite targets in drafts and will continue to be. Also, finally, uh, Sam Laporta sounds like he has a stranglehold on the starting tight end job. In Green Bay, Jordan Love is turning some heads with a very strong camp so far. Uh, the biggest news out of Green Bay is their starting lineup uh, for our fantasy purposes. Um, their starting lineup is Aaron Jones at running back. Obviously, we know that with uh, A.J. Dillon spelling him. But then uh, Luke Musgrave, the rookie tight end, uh, sounds like he is pretty firmly in control of the tight end one job there. Uh, Musgrave available uh in the you know 17th to 20th rounds of fantasy drafts on if you're playing on uh DraftKings or drafters where there's 20 rounds Musgrave is a great uh late round tight end target and then uh Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs are the top two receivers with Jaden Reed rookie Jaden Reed out of Michigan State uh locking in as that third receiver uh with the Packers starting group so anytime you have two receivers working into that starting group this early in camp. It's a very strong sign. As we talked about before, often rookies are forced to kind of start at the bottom and earn their way up. So if they are already being given that opportunity, uh, that means they're going to have about six weeks um, of reps and preparation to get themselves ready for the NFL season. Uh, And, you know, by the end, middle to the end of the season, uh, those are the types of players that we could really see start to break out. In Houston, the Texans' uh, coaching staff, their offensive coordinator, made a comment this week about wanting to be a run-oriented offense. Uh, You know, we'll see how well they are able to stick to that plan. Obviously, in order to stick with the run, uh, you're going to have to be in some games, so their defense is going to have to improve a lot this year, uh, which is certainly uh, possible uh, with D'Amico Ryans now as the head coach. Uh, But John Mechie, the second-year wide receiver who missed his rookie season uh, as he battled, uh, I believe it was non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Um, he's been fully cleared. He's back practicing. There's been some videos. He looks rather spry, moving around the field well. Um, You know, so uh, interesting spot there. Uh, High pedigree, high draft capital player uh, being paired with the number two overall pick, C.J. Stroud. Uh, Definitely something we'll want to keep an eye on. Next is the Indianapolis Colts, who seem to be drawing all the headlines right now. Uh, They have the Jonathan Taylor versus Jim Ursay pissing match currently taking place. Um, You know, my belief is that Taylor, at the end of the day, he's going to play. He still has one year left on his rookie deal. If he does not show up to play, uh, that year will be pushed back and held against him. 
Uh, allegedly, he has demanded a trade or asked for a trade out of Indianapolis. The reality is that the running back market just is what it is. And, I, you know, I understand these running backs, you know, these players and their agents being frustrated with things, um, you know, but the fact that all these players are sitting out, they're demanding trades, they're upset with their contracts, um, you know, and nobody is making moves for them. Uh, the fact that guys like Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette, who were, you know, at the top tier of the position just a couple of years ago, are now sitting at home uh, as we head into August and they don't have jobs, uh, you know, kind of says it all about the position. Uh, when it push comes to shove, these running backs who are uh, holding out or, or trying to get more money, um, you know, they're going to have to realize that uh, their shelf life is so limited, they cannot be leaving money on the table. Uh, so at the end of the day, one way or the other, I expect Taylor to uh, be on the field. Um, you know, it might not be comfortable for everyone, uh, but I don't see much other way around it. Uh, on a more positive note, Anthony Richardson is just, uh, you know, blowing away the start of Colts camp, obviously his physical tools, he made a 60 yard pass, uh, flick of the wrist to Alec Pierce, um, that made some headlines on Twitter. Uh, but the more important stuff was, uh, you know, the positive things you're hearing from his teammates and coaches about his energy, his understanding of the playbook, his work ethic. Those are the types of things that you want to hear, uh, positive things about rookie quarterbacks. Um, you know, if, when they're drafted this high, uh, they usually have the physical abilities, uh, and it's going to come down to a lot of those other things, how soon they get on the field and how successful they are. So uh, wheels up for Anthony Richardson. The Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, you know, as they had their kind of breakout season last year, Trevor Lawrence leading them to the playoffs and getting a playoff victory and a, a big come from behind win over the Chargers. Uh, so now we have Calvin Ridley being added to the mix, um, kind of adding another dimension. Uh, so Calvin Ridley, you know, he had a, again, a video of him from camp where he was, uh, his quickness and explosiveness uh, were very apparent as he ran a route. Granted, it was against no defense. Um, the clip also had Zay Jones, who was uh, a little more robotic going through the route, a little bit slower. Uh, which makes sense. Jones is a bigger-bodied receiver. Uh, that's not necessarily his uh, forte when it, it when compared to Ridley. Um, you know, but bottom line is the the Jaguars have a lot of weapons. Um, you know, on top of that, they have Tank Bigsby, the rookie running back, who uh, sounds like he's being featured a little bit in the passing game, and, and I think uh, should should mix in and spell Travis Etienne, who. Uh, kind of shouldered the load once James Robinson uh, was traded last year or released. I, I don't remember which. He ended up on the Jets. Um, but ETN kind of was handed the whole job. Um, you know, did well, but then kind of struggled. I think they might have put too much on his plate. So I'd expect Bigsby to carve out, you know, 30, you know, 25 to 35% of the uh, running back workload this year, um, you know, and possibly more if things go well. In Kansas City, uh, 
The Chiefs have just a laundry list of wide receivers. Uh, unsurprisingly, Kadarius Tony made it about three plays before he uh, was headed for the trainer's tent, and now he is having a knee procedure uh, that's going to hold him out for a few weeks. I would expect him back for the start of the season, but this kind of underlines the concerns we've had for Tony all along, which is that he is a a great theoretical prospect and player, uh, but you doesn't seem like you can ever really count on him, whether it's for fantasy, uh, you know, or if you're the organization uh, employing him. So uh, Sky Moore continues to have positive uh, vibes coming out of camp um, in his second year. Rookie wide receiver Rasheed Rice and second year wide receiver uh, Justin Ross, who uh, Ross is, is super intriguing. Uh, one of the best age adjusted college wide receiver seasons ever when he was at Clemson, uh, has battled a few uh, fairly serious injuries. Um, but at six foot four with that kind of pedigree um, and some physical tools, uh, you pair that with Patrick Mahomes and Ross is someone that I am highly interested in late in drafts. And Rasheed Rice, who was drafted in the second round this year, uh, has impressed a little bit as well. Uh, the Chiefs, really, they've got seven wide receivers on the roster um, who have drawn positive uh, reviews from uh, coaching staff or uh, teammates or, you know, the beat reporters uh, over the last few months. Uh, in, addi- in addition to the four we've discussed, uh, you've also got Justin Watson, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Richie James. So, um, you know, that's a lot of names, but uh, you're playing with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you're going to draw attention in fantasy. So, uh, however that shakes out, uh, there's certainly going to be a couple of players out of that list who are going to make some noise throughout the season. And trying to get that right might be one of the keys uh, to this best ball season. And staying within the division, the Los Angeles Chargers, things continue to come out of Los Angeles, you know, very positive about the Kellen Moore era on offense. Uh, you know, huge bungle by Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy letting Kellen Moore uh, get away as their offensive coordinator. But uh, this is, uh, you know, things are looking very, very good uh, for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, I'm expecting to ascend uh, to another tier in the NFL quarterback hierarchy this season. Uh, he's got some very talented wide receivers. Gerald Everett, a very good tight end. And of course, Austin Eckler, one of the top running backs in the game. Uh, so, you know, nothing specific news-wise other than uh, Kellen Moore's uh, play calling and scheme is, you know, just going to just going to light this, uh, the lighter fluid for, for this Chargers offense and, and should be fun to watch. Um, in Los Angeles, the Rams, uh, nothing really noteworthy. It's, it's exactly what we've, uh, expected. Everyone's healthy right now. Um, so nothing, uh, changing, changing the news or changing our outlook for the Rams this week. Uh, in Miami, the Dolphins, it sounds like uh, Dalvin Cook is headed to the Jets. Uh, that's not official yet, but it sounds very likely that he's going to be headed to the Jets. 
or elsewhere. Uh, if that does happen, uh, the biggest news is just the Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson backfield. A um, couple of guys who had some very productive weeks for us last season, um, being drafted very late in drafts right now, uh, continue to be values. Uh, something that uh, Hilo and I dug into on our Friday stream this last week. In Minnesota, the Vikings, Jordan Addison uh, recently had the speeding ticket. Uh, then news came out he was trying to take his dog, I believe it was, to the hospital. So uh, kind of excusing his 140 miles an hour he was driving, um, if that's true. Uh, but either way, I wasn't super concerned about that. Um, you know, really the reality is, uh, the biggest news I, I heard out of Minnesota this week was that they've been potentially shopping, uh, star defender, defensive end, Daniil Hunter. Um, you know, this again is just another sign that the Vikings, uh, defense could be really bad this year. Um, you know, and I think they could very easily lead the league in pass attempts. So, uh, with that in mind, obviously Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, the number one overall pick in most drafts. Um, but you've got Alexander Madison as a uh, running back who, you know, is has been a backup for his career. Uh, you know, so the rest of the uh, wide receivers and tight ends in Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson, uh, certainly a positive for them if I'm right about that high volume passing attack. Uh, in New England, biggest news is personnel. Uh, well, first of all, uh, they brought in Ezekiel Elliott for a visit. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott obviously is uh, you know a big name, but uh, the reality is he would be a complimentary player at this point in his career. Uh, I would expect if Elliott or uh, any other veteran back, they also uh, worked out Leonard Fournette. In the last couple of weeks, I would think that if any running back signs there, Ramondre Stevenson's uh, ADP will drop uh, by by about a round or maybe more. Um, and, you know, I think that would be the time to start drafting Ramondre uh, because it really doesn't change much as far as his ceiling uh, range of outcomes. And, you know, it could even potentially help him uh, stay fresh throughout the season. In New Orleans, um, you know, nothing special, nothing standing out. Uh, the running back situation is still very uh, overwhelming. You know, they have uh, Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, and Kendra Miller. Also, Eno Benjamin was seeing some work with the first team this week. Uh, so there's a lot going on in that backfield, um, but nothing particularly new uh, as far as um, personnel or scheme or anything like that out of New Orleans. The New York Giants, uh, Darren Waller is turning heads at Giants camp, uh, a dominant piece of their uh, passing offense. Um, sounds like he's going to kind of be the centerpiece of what they're trying to do. I uh, saw a beat writer also said something to the effect of Waller's presence uh, is going to change the way defenses have to play against the Giants. Uh, so interesting thing there, uh, putting a talent like that with a head coach like Brian Dable, uh, with his ability to scheme and put players in position to succeed, um, you know, and then 
The Giants are another team with about seven or eight wide receivers uh, who are, you know, who are drawing attention or have have uh, had success in the past or, um, you know, are are gaining uh, are, are gaining attention uh, from best ball uh, drafters. But uh, Jalen Hyatt, the rookie wide receiver, is the one that stands out to me. Um, made a couple of good plays this week in camp. He's getting some reps with the first team. Uh, and the reality is that there, there really isn't, there's a lot of, a lot of names we know and who, who are okay players, uh, decent players, but the reality is they, they do not have an overwhelming depth chart. And you have a player like Jalen Hyatt, uh, with elite physical traits who, uh, was the Bilitnikoff winner, uh, on Tennessee last year, he scored four touchdowns against Alabama's defense. Um, you know, and uh, having a player like that uh, with that pedigree um, and on a team where there really isn't anyone else who stands out, um, my money's on him breaking away from the pack before the season is done. New York Jets staying in New York. The J-E-T-S continue to draw headlines. Um, it seems like it's just a matter of time before Dalvin Cook signs there, although uh what his idea of his worth is versus what the Jets and the rest of the market idea of Cook's worth is uh, remains to be seen. Brees Hall reportedly two weeks out from returning to practice, but he is flying around um, off to the side uh, full speed. So I'd expect him ready to go for week one. Uh, biggest news, again, we talked about this last week, was McCole Hardman and Corey Davis rounding out the three wide receiver sets uh, with Garrett Wilson. Wilson has since sustained an ankle injury, uh, but it sounds like he's going to be okay from that. Um, and we'll just have to see how that plays out over the next few weeks. As we keep going through here, we've got eight teams left. I'm going to uh, kind of rapid fire here a little bit to uh, try to speed things up and get us through this. But uh, the next team we've got is the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Raiders, nothing overwhelming going on here. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, passed his physical. He is back in camp. Uh, Hunter Renfro had some rumors that he might be traded. Sounds like he is going to stay in Vegas. Um, his salary cap hit is just too much. Teams aren't looking to take it on. Uh, so he'll likely stay in with the Raiders. And that means that in their 11 personnel, three wide receiver sets, uh, Renfro will likely man the slot, which will keep uh, Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers on the perimeter. Josh Jacobs still has not signed his franchise tag, uh, although I would expect him to do so. Um, you know, I would think by the about third week of August, uh, we'd expect uh, Jacobs to sign that tag, get himself into camp, get himself in shape, ready to go for the start of the season. Obviously, a lot can happen there, um, but he doesn't really have a ton of options unless he's willing to just leave millions on the table. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, last year's NFC champions, um, you know, the biggest thing coming out from Philadelphia right now focuses on their backfield. DeAndre Swift has reportedly been used uh, heavily in the passing game in the first week of camp. Uh, being moved around a little bit and used in different ways throughout the passing game. Uh, it's notable that the Eagles uh, were 
towards the bottom of the league in targets to running backs last season. Uh, but sometimes that has to do with uh, the players on your team and how you de- design your offense. So uh, adding a player like Swift, uh, who, you know, without question is a very talented player um, and didn't really get along with the coaching staff in Detroit, a change of scenery could work well for him. And, um, you know, we could see some definite spike weeks from him uh, in the right game scripts. Uh, staying in the backfield, Rashad Penny, uh, reportedly down over 10 pounds from last season, hoping that that helps him uh, with staying healthy. He's battled injuries for several years, so we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but, you know, Miles Sanders had a terrific season uh, last year statistically, and Penny, um, by a lot of metrics, as far as his ability to break tackles and make big plays, uh, you know, on paper, uh, looks like an upgrade from Sanders. So if he can stay healthy uh, and he's able to get that role, uh, that would be uh, a potential for some some major spike weeks for him throughout the season, uh, especially if the Eagles uh, just, you know, if they look to uh, protect Jalen Hurts a little bit more, their $250 million quarterback, uh, trying to keep him from taking too many hits in short yardage situations um, when they don't have to force that. Um, in Pittsburgh, nothing, uh, nothing overly surprising out of this first week. Um, you know, the biggest thing that I saw or heard, uh, had to do with Najee Harris, uh, just not really impressing as far as his, um, speed and athleticism. Uh, he was part of that running back, uh, zoom call complaining about, um, you know, the state of the running back market and, and how players aren't really getting paid, but um, you know he's he's someone I haven't been super high on since he came out in the NFL draft a couple of years ago. Um, you know, and I'm not overly high on him this year either. Uh, so it was interesting uh, to hear some of those reports about him looking a little sluggish uh, in San Francisco. Brock Purdy sounds like he is going to be wheels up, ready to go for Week One. Uh, the unquestioned 49 starting quarterback. Um, there's a lot of talk throughout the offseason about what they would do. Um, but if he's healthy, he's the guy, and it sounds like he's going to be healthy. Uh, big news for them. Uh, you know, the one of the things that stood out to me, uh, I've heard multiple people say uh, that Jordan Mason, uh, young running back, um, has clearly looked like the uh, top running back for the 49ers after Christian McCaffrey, um, just as far as how he's looked on the field. Uh, very interesting. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is going kind of in those middle rounds around the 11th round right now. Uh, so Mason is someone I, I don't even know if I had him on my ranks, um, but certainly turning heads. And this is the type of information uh, that I think we can find as actionable. Um, you know, and he's a player who got some attention last year. Things didn't really go his way. Uh, McCaffrey came into town, um, but certainly, you know, any running back uh, is prone to injuries. And, you know, if Mason is as good as they're saying, if there's a potential that uh, he even ended up in a timeshare if Christian McCaffrey missed time, um, you know, that could be a very valuable role on an offense as potent as the 49ers. Uh, And the last thing, uh, to talk about is everyone who, and I mean everyone, 
who has been at 49ers practices this first week, is absolutely raving about Brandon Ayuk, talking about him being one of the top players on the team and just to stand out day in and day out for the first week. Um, Ayuk had one of the best uh, seasons among all wide receivers from week six on last year. Um, and sounds like he is continuing that momentum. Um, again, Purdy, it sounds like, is going to be uh, ready to go for the start of the year. So Ayuk uh, personally is someone that maybe I haven't been quite as, quite high enough on, um, but that's probably going to change uh, in the in the short future. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid to adjust as we get this news and, uh, you know, the uh, dumbest thing we can do is hold on to our priors uh, in the face of uh, evidence to the contrary. So uh, have to be willing to adjust to new information and recognize spots, blind spots that we might have had. And I think I might have been uh, one of those for me. Uh, staying within the division, Seattle Seahawks. Biggest thing here is the backfield. Um, recording this Sunday night and uh, just today, just a few hours ago, within the last few hours, uh, both Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet, rookie running back, um, have, you know, Pete Carroll said that they're both battling injuries. Uh, apparently, Walker has a groin issue. Uh, he'll be out for, quote-unquote, a little while. And Zach Charbonnet has a shoulder issue that uh, Carroll said something to the effect of out indefinitely. Now, it's training camp. We're six weeks from NFL football. So, uh, not going to panic yet. Uh, but both of them uh, battling injuries at this point, um, you know, opens things up. Uh, it sounds like Kenny McIntosh uh, is the... A popular name that I've seen some people on Twitter talking about, uh, but it could also open up the Seahawks to being one of the uh, teams that lands one of these veteran backs that's looking for a new home. So uh, something to keep an eye on there. Um, you know, nothing else really actionable out of Seattle. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Rashad White sounds like he is uh, in firm control of the starting running back job there. Uh, Baker Mayfield hopefully, hoping for a career um, rejuvenation in Tampa, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, would expect a lot of checkdowns to White. Um, you know, nothing else really of note uh, for the offensive side of the ball that we're concerned with. Uh, Tennessee Titans, uh, Traylon Burks uh, standing out a little bit in the first week. Um, you know, Burks is an interesting one. Uh, extremely skilled, extremely uh you know, a physically gifted, strong, fast receiver uh, who I think that on a weekly basis, um, you know, his season-long outlook may not be as good with DeAndre Hopkins in town and this being such a uh, run-leaning team. Uh, but Burks should benefit from having a little bit less attention on him, a little bit less pressure. And I'd expect him to have a handful of weeks this season uh, where he really... Um, you know, stands out. And finally, uh, last but not least, the Washington Commanders uh, under new ownership. Looks like their fan base is back behind them. Uh, Sam Howell uh, has wowed a little bit in the first week of camp. Again, uh, you know, disclaimer I've used several times during this podcast, the, the first week of camp 
these players, they're just wearing helmets. They're not wearing pads at all. So, you know, it's easy to look good in shorts. So you have to take some things with a grain of salt. Uh, but a lot of positive things coming out um, about Howell and how he looks in Eric Bieniemy's offense. A uh, lot of weapons on that team. A lot of weapons on the receiving core uh, with Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and Curtis Samuel. And then the running backs, it sounds like Antonio Gibson is locked into that J.D. McKissick role as the third down and passing down back. Uh, Brian Robinson has also looked effective in the passing game, uh, according to reports. And of course, uh, Robinson is not recovering from a gunshot wound this year, which is uh, always a positive. So uh, that will wrap it up. That is all 32 NFL teams uh, getting you caught up on the news and notes coming out of their first week of training camps. Looking forward to continuing this uh, this journey over the next few weeks as we finish up our summer of best ball. Uh, looking forward to talking to everyone tomorrow on our Tuesday training session. Got some exciting things that I'm going to be going over in our game theory uh, about DraftKings and Drafters contests. Again, if you are not a Best Ball Plus subscriber, highly recommend you come and check us out. We will look forward to seeing you there in Discord, on Twitter, and in the draft rooms.